This episode of the Hobbyplex podcast show was recorded earlier this week. Since that time, the Hobbytown Hobbyplex has had to postpone club racing for the time being. The Hobbyplex is still open and tracks are available for practice for up to 10 customers at a time. For more information, call the Hobbyplex at 402-498-8888. Enjoy the show. All right, this is Alex Sturgeon with the the Hobbytown Hobbyplex here for the Hobbyplex show. And uh, with me as always is Will Brinton. How's it going, Will? Doing well, thanks. Nice. How's your uh, how's your coronavirus meltdown going? Okay, so last time I think we talked about it, we all kind of made some jokes. Eh, don't believe the hype, whatever. Well, now it's like a big deal. Now it's like a thing. So, yeah. Well, hey, I have my Nebraska sweatshirt on. It this feels, isn't lucky anymore because Nebraska loses every time I wear it. So oh, that's lame. Yeah, it uh, yeah, it definitely anyway. feels different than it did last week. Just within a week, my son's school um, is basically postponed indefinitely. It was just one week, but I think I think it's going to be a lot more than that now. And uh, mm-hmm. we have had to make some cancellations for upcoming events at the Plex. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. You know, you see other events across the nation, RC wise, being canceled. It's weird because. Just this morning, you know, I'd, I'd put that our weekend racing, just club racing, as far as I know, wasn't going to be affected because it was our person count was never over the 50 CDC, you know, limitation that they were, that they were recommending. And then like two hours later, it's down to 10. So we're not, we're not officially going to cancel club racing on Wednesday or Saturday. Basically, one of the reasons for that is because we have a really large pit area. So people can practice good mm-hmm. social distancing. We're not gonna. We're not like packed together like sardines, you know, like like yeah, other places right. could be. So there's just a lot of space at the Plex, a lot more space to, to where. I just feel like it's a different situation for us. So we'll see. We're gonna. Well, yeah. Basically, I, what we've said is we're gonna let our customers determine, you know, their level of involvement. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I'm going to have to talk to my wife and see if she's going to let me race or not, like, this weekend. But probably play it by ear. I was kind of looking forward to at least coming up and getting my trophy, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I figured if if, if it comes down to the worst of it, we, we have plenty of points to go by. And several classes, like yours in particular, I mean, you already won it three weeks ago, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, right. You know, the store's still doing good, though. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, that's what I really care about, you know, yeah, uh, is the store doing well. And I just hope sales don't tank and, you know, there isn't this huge, like change in our economy over this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but, that's what kind of freaked me out Thursday. So, you know, normally I'd say, Hey, uh, let's start with basic hobby news, but I mean, the coronavirus stuff is hobby news and we've already started talking about it. So coronavirus update. And I just, I'll just start with like Thursday, I was feeling really panicked, mm-hmm. like bad. Like the track was done. I, I had a lot of help getting the track done for the Techno Series finals. But when this first started feeling like it was getting a little bit more serious, it was, it was Thursday and we had the Techno Series race Friday and Saturday. And I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, nobody's going to come. And the last race is going to be terrible and it's going to tank and everybody's going to be panicked and frightened. And that didn't happen. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We still had a, we had 186 entries and like 106 people there in the pits, even, right. with, even with a snowstorm, it ended up being a really good race, you know, but now just even a couple days later, now it feels like it's gotten even, even more stranger uncharted territory. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. it, it puts us in a really weird position. So, so basically what it's come down to is I noticed all of these uh, places like the Psycho Nitro Blast was postponed. What else was there? Like uh, Jimmy Babcock Racing League, uh, their first round at Coyote Hobbies was was postponed. What else did I see? A couple different, uh, oh, the NDRC World uh, uh, Icebreaker Race, big nitro race down there in Texas, that was postponed. Yeah. So Stock Wars got postponed. Yeah, stock- That's a fairly local race, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. then the 702 uh, Vegas 
carpet. Jay Concepts yep. race got postponed. Exactly. The last winter series at RC yeah. Compound uh, is postponed. I saw really? That. I saw that today, too. So, so They're talking about this thing being out into June. Yeah. Right? Like the- I hope not. It said for for eight weeks, so that puts it at two months. So our April race has come, mm-hmm. you know, that one's, we've talked about it, but we haven't made a decision on whether or not that one's going to be canceled because it's so far off in the distance. You know, it's, it's a month and a half away where things, and things are changing so quickly that if it gets better, then we can, we can still hold, you know, have that race. Right. But then that's, that's at the yeah. end of April. But so here's, here's the news that we're posting today that the TCS regional race that uh, we hold every year uh, this year was March 28th, 29th is postponed. Mm-hmm. And we don't know, yeah. we don't know when it'll get uh, redone. And then right. also the, uh, the J concepts spring oval national nationals that we we held last year, Memorial day weekend. And then it seemed like that date didn't quite fit. So we moved it closer to our actual dirt oval season. And now we got to postpone it. <laughs> so lame. Yeah, that's a huge bummer. Like I'm literally sitting sitting here looking at the sprint car Jason and I were going to run or are going to run eventually. Yeah. Like it's right here. I was just working on it. There's a new body for oh, it. Nice. And then there's the old body as as wrenching. So for our listeners that that are like, why is Will saying, hey, turn, let me see, let me show you this. We're trying to do along with our actual like like edited podcast through Weberize.com because they make us sound awesome. We're also trying to do like a, like a live stream on YouTube or a recording of, of this on YouTube of the raw video before it's edited or anything like that, just for more content on our YouTube channel as well. So we'll just turn the camera to show the, uh, the, the sprint car that he got from, from Jason Rona at J Concepts for him to work on. Crew chief. Crew chief. Yo. So last year you guys did good. Yeah. Will ran regular mod sprint and Jason yeah, Rona ran. Yep. Jason ran 40 plus sprint with the same car and it mm-hmm. took, it took you guys, but you finally kind of got into the right lap times and actually ended up turning out pretty well at the end. Yeah. Jason won 40 plus modified. I didn't, I was one spot away from making the A and it was like, I didn't realize Jason was going to race right before the first qualifier. He was like, Hey, charge the battery up. Cause I'm going to run that too. They're like, make sure we got another battery. Ready to go. <laughs> like, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So running a car I've never even driven before. And so like every time it came off the track, I'm like wrenching on this thing, taking it down to the plate almost like trying to change stuff. And then it's like, we're up. So it's like you have half the time to do any changes or try anything because uh, like it was like double the double the work on one car. Right. So, But you guys ran the same pair of tires, didn't you? Yeah. We ran one pair of tires all weekend. We, Broke in another set, but we never needed them. Right. That worked out pretty awesome. That just kind of showed to me that showed that even though you had to buy, you know, J Concepts tires for that race, you didn't need to buy freaking four or five sets of them. You only needed one pair, really, if you ran one. Car. Oh, yeah. No. You, you, yeah, you definitely don't don't need more than one set. At least last year when we ran golds. Yeah. I think silvers, they're just going to be a little bald in, the, bald in the middle and they'll be perfect. Yeah. So, you know... um, so that's kind of the big news coming out of this podcast is that those two events that we're holding will be postponed. They're not canceled, just postponed. We're still holding the TCS Nats in August. As we know right now, we're still holding the uh, Hobbyplex Spring Champs April 24th through the 26th. And our summer series mm-hmm. races will go on as scheduled as far as we know. Because that's way off. I mean, that's May 16th. I say way off. But it comes up quick, but... Still, I mean, relatively speaking, as fast as this thing seems to be going information wise, I think hopefully by then, you know, calmness will ensue and people will start going back to their regular lives. No, I agree. Hopefully people will just wash their hands just because, you know, I used to never wash my hands. (laughs) (laughs) I wash my hands, but I got to be honest. I like if I, if I pee, then it's just a, it's just a rinse. More than a, mm-hmm. more than a 20 second scrub. But, but now that this has gone on, I've actually, I've caught myself doing the 20 second scrub on everything, whether I touch anything, part of my body 
or other people or money too. Like, like, so like when I'm bringing people up at the store, you know, if there's, if there's a line of four or five people and I've got them all rang up and they're out the door and I have a minute to myself, I run straight to the bathroom and I wash my hands. Cause I think mm-hmm. money's obviously money's always dirty, but I've always noticed that like, it, like after handling a lot of money, my, my hands feel. Especially ones, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, like in the line of work that I'm in, I have to wash my hands before I go to the bathroom. Uh, I'm like extra clean. If oh, you know nice. what I mean? You know? Yeah. I, I wash my hands before and after. So, well now before and after definitely. Do you, do you touch your face a lot? I touch my face all the time. Uh, yeah, I'm a face toucher, born and raised. Um, I definitely, uh, you know, like right now I'm touching my face cause I talked about it. Yeah. It's just something I've always done is touch my face. Oh, I saw the CDC said that, that I don't know if it's true or not. I'm definitely doing some research before I do anything, but I guess the CDC said that like people with beards are supposed to shave them. Like you're supposed to be clean shaven. Like yeah. you're less likely to get anything if you're clean shaven. I saw that it's too. Like, man, I've had this bad boy for so long. I'm not, I'm I, not I, shaving I my, my little my, thing. What do you got there? You got a little something there, right? It, you know? <laughs> it's, for me, this is, this is what I cannot grow a beard like you. My sides don't grow. I have, I, yeah. I, I call oh, it, really? I call it Keanu Reeves face. Like he can't do it either. He's got these big patches of nothing. So it's oh, the same. Really? Yeah. It's the same for me. I can't do what you have, but what I can do, mm-hmm. I like when I cut it off, it, I look like I don't have a chin. I look like a, like a munchkin. <laughs> so I can't get myself to do that. It along, it elongates. Is that a word? Elongates my face. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm looking so I've been on, I've been trying to lose weight. So it's like, I look forward to shaving my face and I look like skinny will again, it's right. like, a, like an unveiling, you know? Yeah. But we'll see. I don't know. I bet if, if I do, it'll probably be before Saturday and I show up on Saturday with the <laughs> baby face. Woo, man. My, my wife wasn't looking forward to it because like the only reason why I have this beard is because she likes it. Yeah. And, uh, I, the last time I was clean shaven was on our first date. Mm. And I never shaved again. She said, you look better with the beard. So I screw a beard. I had a couple of pictures come up on my Facebook, uh, lately of, of you with, um, without it, without your beard. And I was like, oh yeah, that's what he used to look was like. Was it when we were, I think, yeah. one, I think one of <laughs> yeah, them was in like, we, like hobby, a hobby Haven race or two, maybe. When we were Faith Hillen. Yeah. I think that was that. Yeah. Definitely the Faith <laughs> Hillen one. I, uh, I, I, I like seeing pictures of me without my little, my little goatee thing too. And, and it's weird cause in 2016, I got down to 220 pounds with all my mountain biking yeah. and I was eating right and uh, kind of eliminated a little bit of sugar in my life and everything, which by the way, hang on. Oh my gosh. Hey, pass me a kickstart. I've been waiting for that for the last 30 minutes. Yeah, but I'm, I'm drinking LaCroix. I saw that non-alcoholic white cloth is what I call them. Go when, ahead. uh, uh, so I was, I was <laughs> relatively skinny. I was 20 pounds less than I weigh now. And I didn't, I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have this on me and my face actually looks skinny, but now that I'm all pudgy mm-hmm. again, I, I just, I can't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I've been doing CrossFit. I, I get my butt kicked every Saturday. I like CrossFit. Derek, Derek, like, runs laps around me and like when on our first time there I was like are you like the me at the flex kind of here and he was like oh no no yeah that's kind of funny like the fast guy the guy gets all the stuff lifted and done right that's pretty funny yeah I thought so so for hobby news I mean basically it's just the whole RC world is going along with the rest of the world and basically taking a two-week hiatus it seems like two or three week hiatus at least yeah so yeah, I'm going to order some scooter parts when I get off the phone. Nice. Other than to do if we get stuck uh, at home, other than club racing, other than club racing, mm-hmm. we're still going to try to club race. Like I said, the Hobbyplex is so it's such a big facility that the mayor actually talked about this today too. Um, we have a recording of her basically saying, you know, the, the 10 person limit almost basically goes per business. You know, if you've got a tiny business, then, you know, with a tiny little, sliver of a place and you try to cram, you know, 30 people in there, they don't want that, but we're a little bit different, mm-hmm. so. but you know, if, yeah. if nobody shows up, then it'll just be a practice day. So. I've, just, I've, 
I have never seen such a thing before. Like I didn't live in the eighties. I was born in the eighties just barely, but yeah. it's like, what was the, like people that were like, was there even this big a deal over like the AIDS epidemic? Like before anybody knew how you caught it or, uh, people wouldn't cover magic Johnson in a rate or in a, in a game because they thought they could get sick just by being around him. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I have no idea what that was like then, but I mean, to me, that seemed, this seems to be a bigger deal than something like that, social media wise, et cetera. Yeah. Could you imagine if we had social media in the early eighties when AIDS was, was really ramping up? Oh man. Could all you, the, all could the, you imagine the things Alex Jones would be selling to try to like, <laughs> secure, all the, all the, place, that's what I was thinking. Right, like, right, like all the memes and stuff. Oh man. And definitely, uh, the kind of people back then that like, we're not as, uh, we want to say sensitive to people, lifestyles, et cetera. Like the kind of memes that would be going around could be insane. Yeah. What are we doing? Oh, I, our, our air conditioner just turned on since we're doing this from, uh, mm. uh, my basement. After every live stream that I have, I have to do this because, uh, the hobby plex after hours, I forget to turn the air conditioner mm -hmm. on. And so then the heater comes on and then like, it turn and then it starts messing with the audio, so I have to go run and turn it off. So that was just I was just um, like motioning towards my sister to turn the air conditioner off. Oh, nice! Which she did. So that's pull the good. main switch. Yeah, we pulled the switch. Mm -hmm. I just have to remember to turn it back on, otherwise we're going to be super cold tonight at like midnight. Gretchen's going to wake wake <laughs> me up and be like, "Did you did you forget to turn the air conditioner back on? It's so cold." <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, yeah. "I'm sorry, I'll go down like, and do it." She's like, yeah, "Get out of here right now!" And like take the whip out and. Whoosh, you could like see your see you could like see your breath. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't really sound like that. Only only at times. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, I know. Gretchen's great. Gretchen's pretty awesome. She's a yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's an RC wife for sure. She puts up with a lot. Yeah, mine too. The winner is. We should probably talk about the techno series, shall we? Sure. Did you, uh, did you keep up with it at all this it. weekend? I saw Jeff Tebow was there. <laughs> yeah. It. I watched, uh, some mini truggy stuff because I'm going to build one eventually yeah. here. Yep. Uh, the weekend went pretty well. So like I said, Thursday night, I was kind of, kind of panicking a little bit. I'm like, what is going on? And then Friday, everybody started showing up all the regular people. And I'm like, oh yeah, we'll be okay. And then the final entry count, we had 186 entries. So that's our third biggest techno series race ever. So we had our first, our largest one in January ever with 200. And then I, I think at one point, la I think the third round the previous year was 188, if I remember right. And so this one was 186 for the finals. Practice went well. I changed the track. So, you know, the thing about it is, is, is unless something's broken down or unless it's just, it's just physically impossible to do, I always try to change something. And even if it's just a jump or a section, I feel that just, just the making the attempt to do so is good for just the quality of the event because mm -hmm. we don't really club race nitro. So there's no advantage there. No, we do club race e-buggy, but I mean, you know, it's a handful, it's, it's maybe eight total guys. And I think only two or three of them actually attend the techno series. Right. Yeah. But I still like to make it different, especially too, mm -hmm. because the track does but, get beat up. I think that just makes, it makes for a better like season track yet. It's still fairly smooth. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you kind of like pick the work, the sections getting beat up the most to change. And then you move yes. on to the next one. And you know, you kind of have like the perfect seasoned in track. Yeah. That makes sense. That's kind of how I do it with the summer series too. I'll basically, I'll, I'll look at what's the oldest part of the track and I'll figure out a way to change it. Mm -hmm. You know, got the track done in Epic time. I was going to come in Monday night and then work on Tuesday. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like coming in Monday night. So after our podcast last week, I just went home and uh, got a good night's rest, came to work early and uh, started about 9 a.m. in the morning with moving dirt and stuff. And uh, I had Clay mm -hmm. Clayton Whitmire came out and helped me about two or three o'clock. And uh, he was on the tamper while I was finishing up what I wanted to change and got the track layout done. It was pretty apparent Friday with practice that it was going to be about a second to almost two seconds faster than the previous lap. 
that's okay. You know, it, it is what it is. I never look at lap times for track quality or anything like that, you know? Yeah. I wasn't expecting it to be that fast. I, I, I thought it would be a little faster, but I did not think it'd be that fast because they, Tebow and Mason, mm-hmm. those guys were doing like 18s in the, uh, in the e-buggy and nitro class. It was crazy. I think uh, I saw an yeah. 18 flat once, which is, I mean, that's, that's easily two seconds faster than, than the last round. So Friday practice went really well. We had controlled practice, um, took entries. Uh, while we were doing that, I got all the door prizes done. Um, I have to give a shout out to all of our sponsors for that uh, while I can. So we actually did pretty well this year. I'm always, I'm really hard on myself if I don't get enough stuff so that everybody gets at least a couple things. But this year I had enough of small things for, for everybody to get one. And then I had enough big things for everybody to get one. And I did the bag method. That's again. Nice. Yeah, I did. I did the bag nice. method again, which is easiest on me. Cause then I don't have to call out numbers or anything like that. I hate that. Cause it like, it, it feels like it kind of pulls the program down. You yeah. got to listen, can't go have lunch. You yeah. know, you might miss your thing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's just easier. I like the bags. So, uh, I was able to put two things in each bag, basically like a regular door prize and then almost like a trinket. So we got some stuff from Savix, like those little, those little fake, uh, servo, uh, keychains. We got a yeah. bunch of those again, uh, lanyards. I got some Vitaba, Traxxas and Proline lanyards. Oh, pens. I got a bunch of Vitaba pens. So I stuck some Vitaba pens in there. We had, uh, obviously tech- you got one. Well, I have, uh, I have a door prize pen. Like I kept the, I keep this associated pen in my box. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah, just yeah. in case I have to fill out a sponsor sheet or something. Dude, They love but, handing out those pens associated yeah. at the, at the convention. They would have, she must bring like a, like two cases of pens. You know, you know what I have from associated and I can't find it and it irks me. I think it's out in my garage, but I have, so I have two bottles of team associated hand sanitizer. Oh yeah. So do we <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, we got yeah. them in the office. That's yeah. right. I wonder if I could sell those. That and those dang wipes. I have those wipes. I should totally, right. totally eBay them. That'd be so funny. Yeah. Team Associated yeah, got, Hand Sanitizer. I have these wipes. Oh, wow. Like baby wipes? In my, it, well, they're like uh, antibacterial. See? Really? Could you use them as baby wipes? Like for your butt? I, I don't know. They're like alcohol wipes, so I don't. Think, Ooh. I don't think that. I think you'd burn your baby's bottom. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, uh, Techno Proline, aka J Concepts, TLR, Dynamite, Racer's Edge, Savix, Futaba. Um, we had some stuff from the Summer Series uh, from Motive that I put in there. Uh, Team Associated, Horizon, and HRP all uh, donated stuff for the <laughs> Techno Series. That's cool. I don't always go after the bigger stuff because I want to make sure that everybody gets at least something. So when I get a dollar amount from some of these companies for door prizes, you know, they let me, a lot of them let me pick out what I want. So like horizon, we have a, we build up a donation dollars throughout the year and I just get that number for the techno series. And then I go into, I go into the ordering system and I, I, I'm like, okay, well let's get 20 bottles of 40 way shock oil, you know? so that I can fill mm-hmm. up those bags so yeah. that everybody can get something. Otherwise, if you start getting big stuff, yeah. that number is gone, you know, really quick. It's like, what's better having like one person get a big thing or everybody gets a couple of small things that they can use. You yeah. Know? I'm all about stuff that they can use. And plus you're always going to get shirts and hats, which is nice. Um, especially if you're not, I've yeah. noticed if you're not like a, like a team driver for anybody, it seems like people are actually, pretty happy to get a hat or a shirt. It's not something that, you know, you oh, get all yeah. the time. If you're a team driver, I've seen him be I like, still, like, eh, I don't really need that. Yeah. I still have my uh, t-shirts that I'd win as store prizes and stuff. Like I'd save them. They don't fit me anymore, obviously, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I still have them. Like the first shirt I ever won was uh, an x-ray shirt. Um, and I, ha- I still have it. It's probably like 15 years old now. X-ray shirt. Emerson's, I wonder if Emerson had a Mugen shirt. Another thing popped up on my Facebook feed and it was Emerson standing next to his Anza two-wheel drive short course with a Mugen shirt on, Mugen Siki. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, that's so cute. I remember we'd give him our old shirts that we didn't want or like we couldn't wear or something. They'd be like 20 sizes too big. 
<laughs> yep. That was pretty fitting. So back to the techno series. So Saturday came and uh, we always run two qualifiers in mains. Um, I knew it was going to be a long day. We actually made really good time though. We had 21 heats per round and we were done qualifying by 440. So we started the mains right at five o'clock. Wow. Yeah. That's moving. Yeah. We, we were moving right along. The mains came. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure I don't have the, the results in front of me, but I'm fairly certain that Tebow TQ'd Nitro, and I think Van Dalen actually TQ'd E-Buggy, if I'm not mistaken. And then kind of the people that should or have always been on top, like um, um, Jake Stoltzing, uh, he was top qualifier in Sportsman. He's definitely going to run expert next year. Ashley McCormick um, was really going after that Pro 4 win. He TQ'd and, and actually won Pro 4. Zach Van Dalen was your TQ in 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 uh, Truggy again. And he actually had the, the series, mm-hmm. he actually had the series locked up even before that. But the mains came and Sean Van Dalen won mini Truggy and he actually won mini Truggy for the series. So he beat his kid, Zach. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. Dane finished, Dane Gangler finished second, Don Drews finished third. They actually had a pretty good, if I remember right, that was a pretty good race uh, in the main up there. Sportsman buggy nitro went to Jake Stoltzing, Tim Crystal second, Bill Nichols third. Uh, that's basically been the podium most of the year, give or take every once yeah. in a while. But Jake Stoltzing kind of had it, kind of had it wrapped up. Tim Crystal still had a shot at him, but there would have been, there had been like a major disaster for, for Jake. And there wasn't anything this time. Last time he actually flamed out, but he was able to get back out there and, uh, and finish his race. So nitro buggy, Seth Van Dalen just, just crushed everybody. Him and Tim and Tebow were pretty close up until the first pit stop. And then after the first pit stop, yeah. Jared got kind of tangled up in some, some lap traffic crashing in front of him. They weren't trying, they weren't like holding mm-hmm. him up. You know, it's easy to blame lap traffic for stuff, but it wasn't really lap traffic's fault because they were far enough in front of him where it shouldn't have mattered. But when they crashed, Jared, it's almost like he had nowhere to go. We had this really fast back section called the five pack. And it's those like single jumps that are kind of angled into mm-hmm. one another. And these guys were, um, well, the, at least these three, Jared and uh, the two Jareds and Seth, for sure, they would single the first one, double the second one, then then single, single out of it. And it was a really fast line. And a couple times there were cars basically right in the middle of the line and it was kind of hard to see. So Jared got, uh, Jared Tebow got caught up with that. But by that time, after the first pit stop, I mean, it's all Seth had to do was was basically just not kind of, make any mistakes and he went really fast and didn't make mistakes but Tebow finished second and then Jared Wiggins came and finished third I don't know if you remember but our very first show I was like I don't know if Jared Wiggins is going to make all of them dude he made four out of five so he's in the points he really actually, that's yeah, awesome yep he finished second in, uh, in Nitro uh, Buggy wow yeah so that's an all techno podium isn't it yes so techno had a pretty good a pretty good day in general. Um, obviously, the mini Truggy, since they don't really have any competition yet other than an X-Ray, and I don't think anybody local runs an X-Ray. In uh, mm-hmm. Sportsman, Jake was running an Associated, but Tim Crystal had a, had a Techno. It was Techno all three in the podium for Nitro. And then in Pro 4, Ashton McCormick won, uh, Nate Sutherland got second, and Jay F- um, Kalaherka got third. Nate's a TLR driver, so he's actually running a Losi. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Jay's running. I thought he was running a techno, but I might be mistaken on that one. But another techno one anyways. Mm-hmm. McCormick needed to TQ and win and have Jay finish fourth or lower for him to win the championship. Jay finished third. Mm-hmm. Jay at one point, like two, uh, la- like, yeah, like two laps left to go, Jay was fifth. And he managed to get around two cars really? in two laps to get up to third. And him and... Mm-hmm. Him and Ashley tied in points, but uh, Jay's got the better tie break. Oh wow! So he's three That's time, cool. three time Pro Four champ. Wow! Yeah, I thought that was That's pretty impressive. Good. Yeah, Zach Van Dalen uh, TQ'd and won um, Truggy. Conrad, dude, and you know what? Okay, here's here's something that everybody, every listener needs to understand. The only way I get good at names is repetition, and. For whatever reason, there's there's some people's names that I'm so bad at that you could tell me a hundred times and I would not remember how to pronounce their last name. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure 
it's Bicey, Conrad Bicey. If no I'm idea. wrong, if I'm wrong, I you need. I am so sorry. What I need to get is one of those. You know the, how the dictionary has the pronunciation thing. I need to get Conrad or his parents to send me that so that I can look at it on my phone and just say it over and over again. Conrad Bicey, Conrad Bicey, Conrad Bicey, Conrad Bicey, like like Rain Man, so that I can I can mm-hmm. get better at it. But I'm pretty sure it's Bicey. It could be BC, but I thought it was Bicey. Okay. So I just, all my Minnesota friends that know what I'm talking about. If you ever hear me say last names, then I get to Conrad's. I'm always, I'll always use his first name because <laughs> I just, it, it's like a blank to me. I blank it out. Yeah. It's like when I'm talking about the Noonans, Grant and, yeah. uh, <sighs> see Gage, right? Grant and Gage Noonan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It took me forever, yeah. forever to remember which one was which. And I see them every week. Every week I see them. Yeah. I'm the worst with names. I like, yeah, I'm the worst. Anyways. Okay. Off the tangent. Sorry. Uh, so Sean Van Dalen mm-hmm. finished third. And then there were a couple guys that had pretty, pretty terrible mains points wise. So Greg Bommel and Jeremy Whiting and Emerson Sturgeon were all in the running still for third place. And Greg mm-hmm. and Jeremy both broke in the main. Really? Did Emerson break? Well, I'll get to that here in a second. So Jeremy Whiting, Jeremy Whiting broke first. He had a shock come off and he was qualified up there pretty far. I think he was running in second at the time. So he disappeared off the track, got his truck fixed, came back to run. Greg Baumel was up there running, I believe in second, maybe even lead for a little while. And then all of a sudden he was gone and I'm like, oh crap. So the two guys that were in front of Sean Van Dalen and Emerson Sturgeon were out. Mm-hmm. Whiting came back, but he only finished eighth because he was he was like 20 laps behind everybody. Emerson Sturgeon broke a wheel in the first qualifier, and then uh, he did not charge his radio batteries ever, so his radio quit working in the second qualifier. So he was in the D main. There was 30 trucks, and he was 29th. So, uh, and both times, Emerson was in like second. And on easy a main pace both times. And I'm, I'm his pit guy. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just on the mic. I'm like, all right, dude, just whatever you do, don't break a wheel. Don't break a wheel. And then going down the straightaway, his wheel flies, flies off. And I go to look at it. It's freaking broke. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. He didn't even like crash that hard anywhere that I can remember. But then the next mm-hmm. one, he was easily, he had one minute to go and he was easily in an a main spot. I think he was going to qualify like, like fifth. And all of a sudden his truck just came to a stop. And I looked up and Emerson's just looking at his radio. Like, uh, and he, I go, what's wrong? What's wrong? He's like, my radio's dead. Stupid thing. Dead. And I'm like, oh no. So, uh, he bumped up from the D to the C and I told him, I said, dude, listen, we've got one set of tires and we are out of tires. So you're going to have to run 65 minutes on one set of tires. And I said, and I, I said, realistically, dude, you're in the D main. Most of these guys truly are not going to be as fast as you. I said, so just be very, very patient and don't break your truck. No disrespect to anybody running the D main or even the C main, but Emerson's lap times were faster. And I just told him, I said, look, Mm -hmm. just take your time. You got 10 minutes. If we don't, and plus we can make 10 minutes without stopping. Mm -hmm. So I said, if we have to, we just won't, we won't make a pit stop. Don't worry about it. You'll pass them all as soon as they all come into the pits. But in the D main, he ended up being ahead by like two laps. So I brought him in anyways to get a top off. In the C main, kind of the same deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the C main, it was the same deal. He had a lap lead. I'm like, all right, come in, get some fuel. In the B main, he was leading. And with about two minutes left to go, it was a 15 minute race. I brought him in at eight minutes to keep him out of traffic. And I was just like, all right, man, just listen, just don't do anything stupid. He had a good lead. Oh no, he was in second because Conrad was in first. Conrad bumped up too to do really good. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, he was in second by a lot. And I was telling him, I'm like, you're eight seconds ahead of the guys. There was a lot of traffic racing in front of him. So I was just like, take your time, take your time. The gap shrunk to like five, five seconds, but we had like a minute and a half left to go. I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All of a sudden I hear no. And I'm looking at his truck and his truck's slowing down like crazy. And he ended up getting passed with two laps left to go because, uh, he broke a rear dog bone. So we missed the bump by a minute and a half. So, so he ended up sixth in the points and Sean Van Dalen, because he got, he got third in the race, but, but also those other guys, you know, all had bad, uh, runs. So he ended up 
moving up into the top three in the points, I believe. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it was tough. Gotta be prepared. You know, I, I understand that. And the wheel thing is what gets me. He's broken eight wheels this season. I don't know what's up with that. I, you know, I know it's cold, but whatever. That's one thing I've never broken at a winter series. I've broken wings. Yeah. I broke a wheel once. Yeah, I, broke AK, I, I, I broke an AK. I broke an AK wheel once. I remember that. But I mean, I did hit the hmm. wall at full speed going down the straightaway. So I kind of, I don't know, kind of yeah. expected it. Sportsman e-buggy, Dan Gangler won. John Kinzer came again with his techno. He did really good, got second. And then John Calise, one of the guys from Colorado that actually made four out of mm-hmm. five rounds. He got third. And then uh, Tebow just annihilated everybody in e-buggy. Yeah. I mean, he annihilated everybody. He, I, I, <laughs> I was on the mic and I'm like, yeah, so he didn't win Nitro, but he's gone. It was pretty apparent after like the second lap that he was going to be. Yeah he was going to be the one to beat because this car looked really good, but he didn't make a single mistake the whole time. Mason Fuller, mm-hmm. the Fullers came Mason Fuller got second and uh, Caden Fuller got third. Mason put down some heaters, but he got caught up a little bit with lap traffic and then kind of had to work his way through, through more cars than Jared did, I guess. But I mean, it's awesome having Seth Van Dalen, Jared Wiggins, you know, the, the techno team there, but man, when Jared Tebow mm-hmm. shows up too, what's really cool about it too. And I, I, I just want to say this. Jared Tebow is a very down to earth um, pro driver. Like he's very approachable. Yeah. And I heard him say good job to a couple racers that, you know, were racing pro four after a race, you know? So it, I would imagine mm-hmm. being a young kid being nine, 10 years old and having Jared Tebow come up. Hey man, good job. Like that would make my day. <laughs> you know, I know it would. Yeah. And uh, I'll pit for him sometimes. Like if I'm, if I'm up there hanging out yeah, or whatever. But, yeah. So, uh, so for the season, we'll just wrap this up here. So, uh, Sean Van Dalen won mini truggy, uh, Zach got second and Dan Gangler got third in sportsman. It was, uh, Jake Stoltzing, Tim Crystal and Derek Bates finished third for the season in nitro, uh, expert nitro is Seth Van Dalen. And remember he got it last month. He, he went four for four and now he's actually gone five for five. And now that I think about it, Seth Van Dalen, did mm-hmm. t- he did TQ. Cause he went, I just, I remember seeing the points oh, now. He went, yeah. he went five for five TQ and wins this year. Woo. Unstoppable. That's awesome. Yeah. And his, I mean, his stuff looks, his nitro car looks really fast, which is why I, you know, he's TQ'd a couple big races this year, DNC and the Southern Nats. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll, you know, once, yeah. once all this Corona craziness gets over with and we're back to going to the Nats and stuff like that, I, yeah, I think you'll see him up there as well. Wiggins got second. And uh, Jeremy Moreau, another techno guy, got third overall for the season. So that's pretty cool. Cool. And then uh, Pro 4 was uh, uh, Jay Sutherland, or Jay Sutherland, Jay Kalaherka, uh, Ashley McCormick got second, and Nate Sutherland got third. In, uh, in Truggy, it was Zach Van Dalen uh, winning it. Remember, he wrapped it up last year, uh, or last, last month. Jeremy Whiting, who's one of the guys that's been coming from Wisconsin. The only round they missed was the first one. So there's mm-hmm. a whole group of them coming from Wisconsin. He finished second, and then uh, Sean Van Dalen finished third. And then in Sportsman E-Buggy, it was Ashley McCormick, and I think he locked it up last month. And then Troy Jackson got second overall. I think that's wow. pretty rad uh, just to have him back. because yeah. He, he kind of like, Troy's one of the guys that disappeared for a little while, and then now he's kind of back. Oh, that's good. I think he's even come out he's on a Friday back. night, too. I think he's even been coming out mm. on a Friday night every once in a while. Dane Gangler got third. I think he needed Troy to do bad for him to get up to second. And then an e-buggy, and I think this is really cool. Seth Van Dalen had that wrapped up last month as well. But check this out. Ashton Abdul finished second with his JQ car. And then Clayton, yeah, that's Clay, cool. Clayton Whitmire finished third for the season. Nice. So a couple of our local kids, and I, I call Clayton a kid. He's not really a kid anymore. He's going to be a, he's going to be, you know what he's going to be? He's going to be a state patrol officer. He's going to be like pulling us over for speeding and crap like that. I hope he pulls me over doing like 75 in a school zone or something <laughs> like crazy. And he's like, just get out of here. <laughs> but he probably wouldn't. So yeah. I hope. And actually, I would never do that. I'd never go that fast in a school zone. Nah, but I'd do like 30. I can get away I with it. I go 20. Yeah. No, I go 20. Like I drive, I drive as if like, I drive the way that I would hope. So my, my sister's. 
somebody drive around. My, my sister's kids. looking at me with a big old frown on her face. Cause she hosts a podcast that's called keep kids alive, drive 25. And so, <laughs> yeah. So I knew that that would get her like, what? God. Yeah, I know. I, I knew I'm what you were doing. Stooge. Uh, but anyways, okay. Ashton Abdul, we got to talk about him a little bit. I've been meaning to get him yeah. on the show cause he is, he's from Omaha, but we've talked about him before where he's one of those kids that really only likes running eight scale and he put together a good season. I think he made every single a main in both classes. And he, mm-hmm. even though he's running for JQ, not my favorite person on the planet. Um, he has stuck with it and his cars do look good. So I'll give him that. I've even driven his car and I've been like, wow, this car is actually kind of good. I won't tell him that, but you know, but it, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, but it's, it's nice to see. So I don't know. I just, I like seeing that Uh, you put in the work for it and you, and you, you come to the track and you can actually do good. Yeah, no, he is, uh, really turned a corner. He like travels to a lot of races and, um, puts in the effort, you know, some, something you really cares about. He's probably the, the one of the most positive drivers I've ever yeah, seen. That too. He is a happy dude. Like just overall a happy kid. You never, even mm-hmm. when he breaks, you never see him like throwing stuff. Like I got to be honest with you. Emerson's truck broke and we went to go look at it and see what was wrong with it. After the race, he drove it off. You know, he finished the race under his own power, but he was already, you know, he couldn't do anything about it. If somebody flamed out though, he still could have got it. But anyways, whatever. So he goes over and he goes, you stupid truck. And he like kicked it. And I was like, oh crap. I'm like, there's me. There's, there's dad. I think it would have been worse. If, there's, <laughs> you I don't think there would have been anything left of that truck. Yeah. It's a totally yard sale over there. Yeah. Maybe not. It's like, <laughs> but I was real. I was, I was weird. Cause I was, it was opposites. Like he was all, he was actually upset. Cause he, He's normally not, he normally doesn't care that much, I think. Well, is it, that's the thing, like him getting pissed off that he didn't finish or do well, at least he cares, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, but then I was like, don't worry about it, man. Dude, you did great today. You bumped up twice. You won two mains. You got, you were in position. It's just, that's what nitro racing is all about. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ah, yeah, it's fine. Just go marshal and. You, you you know yeah it'll be fine kind of was what it was let's talk about kit runners real fast and we'll get to some questions to wrap this thing up but uh so the big deal about the techno okay. series and why we're spending a little bit more time on it this week um a there's not much else to talk about but b the big deal with how the we have done our our both our winter and our summer series is that we have this tradition of giving away kits at the end and it started in 2005 mm-hmm. and somehow throughout all those years, I managed to actually be able to have a kit per class. So in our summer mm-hmm. series, we have team associated. That's, that's our title sponsor has been now, I think it's going on six or seven years and, and now techno, I think this is year five for them. And you know, the deal, part of the deal to be the title sponsor is to supply us with these kits for the grand prize giveaways. We don't do it by who won. We just do it by random. And, I, and some names don't even get put in some of the sponsored guys, you know, they, they don't have their names in the hat guys who don't pay like me and Emerson. We're not, you know, we're, we're, we work for hobby town, so we're not mm-hmm. going to win a kit. So if you made four out of five in each class, so if you, if you made four out of five races in sportsman and you get your name in the hat for the kit, sometimes the winners at these things, not to say that they're not deserving, but because it is random, sometimes people who win might have a sponsorship or something behind them and you kind of know that that kit's not going to get used. It's probably going to get yeah. sold or, or even, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. But or yeah, or- yeah. Which is fine. They, if they paid their entry fees, I don't really care what they do with it, but it, it is cool when, mm-hmm. when these kits go to people that you know are going to use it. So <laughs> yeah, I've har- always wanted to win a kit so I could give it away. Yeah. Like I just want to be that guy that gives it away, yep. but I've never done that. I've never won a kit. So Oh, maybe someday. Um, so Dylan and Chad Hartshorn both won a kit just as luck had it. Really? Yeah. So, uh, Chad, those Hart- are the guys that, that should win a kit. Yeah. Chad Hartshorn won a pro four kit. And then a couple, mm-hmm. a couple, uh, um, giveaways later and Dylan won the truggy. Wow. Isn't that cool? I think that's, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. 
Jake Stoltzing won the uh, buggy, the nitro buggy. And mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a privateer. And his dad was like, it was like cheering like crazy. I'm like, what's, what's going on? He's like, we were going to buy one of those. And I was like, oh, that's freaking sweet. That's how it's supposed yeah. to work. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. And then uh, Tim, mm-hmm. Tim yeah. Sutherland, Nate Sutherland's dad, he won the, uh, the, the e-buggy. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I, in that's general, yeah, it's, I, it's one of the best parts about our, our series runs that we do on both sides for 10 scale and for nitro is, is that ending that, that final ending. And what I like is everybody was cheering, even though they didn't win, they were still clapping about who won their cars. You know, nobody was like, Oh, boo. Yeah. Bleh. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? All right. Questions. Um, Okay, first off, we need to mention uh, in upcoming events that we uh, we do have drifting on Thursday nights. So Rob Rob Nick mentioned, mm-hmm. hey, mention drifting on Thursday nights. So if you're bored from this Corona uh, stuff going on, you can come out on Thursdays. They have uh, RC drifting on the concrete, so they move a bunch of pit tables and they drift on their course that they've laid out. It's been a lot of fun. There's not been a lot of people, so I don't even think we'll meet that 10-person threshold that we're talking about. So you should just just come out and check it out. Um, they do a lot of rear rear wheel drive drifting, not not oh, four-wheel drive. So it's okay. it's like the real deal. They got gyros in their cars, and they're, they're doing it rear, rear wheel drive. That's cool. If it was into scaling, that would probably be something I would do. I kind of I almost want to call Thursday night like scalar night. I don't want to move a rock crawling night from Tuesday to Thursday, but, but these guys have come out on Tuesdays too. So I'm thinking about just calling mm-hmm. Tuesdays scalar night where there's, you know, drifting and crawling going on. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, I think so. You definitely can't do it on the black carpet anymore. We used to be able to, to drift on the gray carpet, but definitely not on the black carpet. Why is that? Traction. Too much traction. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. That makes sense. Yeah. The gray carpet was, was slick enough, especially after a, bit, a dirt race where you could go out there and you mm-hmm. could actually drift on the gray carpet for a little while. And you'd have to clean off your tires cause it would pick up some of the, some of the SXT laid out on the carpet, but the black stuff, there's no way you can't okay. do it at all. Huh. I didn't, I was not aware of that. Nick Pavel. Will we ever see a nitro event during the summer at the Hobbyplex? Here's, here's the problem with that. It, it's all about track layout for me. The summer series is a 10 scale summer series. So if, if I build a track starting with the April race and then go from there to finish off the summer series in September, it's a hell of a lot of work. And this is what we used to do with the J concepts race and even the Byron's race when it was in like July, it's a heck of mm-hmm. a lot of work to change a track that's built for 10 scale to be suitable for eight scale and then change it back. Yeah, that, and I can't imagine when you get a ton of people during the summer for nitro racing, just because of the, you know, you could race outside. A lot of those guys are going to bigger outdoor nitro events. I think think nitro racing is still very, very popular, but it, it has its place in certain areas. So in the summertime, you know, they've got like all the Minnesota guys, they've got their own Minnesota and Wisconsin series and stuff that they do up there. Yeah. And you know, you have the Minnesota guys racing, you know, between racing nitro between two tracks. Like it's, it's kind of not saturated in that area, but I mean, it seems like there's a lot of places to go. But main reason why I don't want to have anything right now is the summer series is so good consistently the last couple of years, especially. And plus I'm Mm -hmm. old, man. I'm, I'm going to be 42 next year and it is a backbreaking work to, to build that track one way, try to have it another way and then try to put it back to make it suitable for another class of racing. In a, in a matter of three weeks, which is what we used to do. Right. And then all the time away from my family yeah. and I don't get to, you know, I don't get to enjoy the stuff that I like to do, like, you know, outdoor mountain biking and stuff like that in the summertime. If I'm just mm-hmm. doing that, you know, constantly, I think, I think October for us is a better place mm-hmm. to have. Yeah. I, it's kind of the kickoff for the winter series, you know? Right. I think have a nitro race during uh, in October because that's when we used to have the Byron's race. Yeah. But. Yep. Exactly. So I am, I'm still planning on trying to do something in October. That's kind of the plan. I, I don't want to extend the winter series to six rounds. I just feel like in the winter time, that's a lot. That would be a lot. 
So and, uh, just for travel, I mean, you'd still want to have it. I would still have it like four rounds or you have to make four or six. Yeah. That's what somebody else said too, but I just having to shoot. Yeah. I would rather see, I would rather see us do something like a, like a large, larger, just event, uh, a, a single day event, like a regional. I was thinking more regionals, maybe if, if nobody else yeah. puts in for it in October, people and come or they don't. Honestly, like, yeah, the series races are already decided in five rounds anyway. Yeah. You know, or really four or four rounds. So it's like, eh, you're kind of just racing for the sake of racing at that yeah. point. Conrad, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, will you, will we see you, me, Alex return to one eight scale next year? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. I had more I fun being a pit dad. A lot. I had more fun being a pit dad. Mm-hmm. Plus yeah. uh, so much pressure to make sure as our, as our entry counts have gotten bigger, it's, I feel more pressure to make sure that the event goes off without a hitch that I don't want to, Yeah, I don't want to not be in the booth in case something weird happens for the sake of me racing. Right. For instance, where we started at, where we had the start, a lot of times I'll delay hitting the, the button, the start button until everybody is kind of through. So I can, I can see if there's a false start, then I just have to say, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. And I don't even have to hit the false start thing or whatever. It's just a thing I've started doing. Yeah. Well, my min lap, my alternative minimum lap for the first lap was set at like 20 seconds. And so mm-hmm. a couple early main events, the first three or four guys across the line didn't count even though they were leading. Oh. And so the, the screen okay. was all screwed up. Right. So or the order was screwed up mm-hmm. and I caught it right away. I'm like, Oh crap. But I know how to go in there and quickly fix that. I can, you can change the alternative minimum lap on live time as the race is happening and it recalculates everything. Right. So you don't have oh, to sit nice. there and yeah, you don't mm-hmm. have to sit there and add laps or anything like that. Well, if I wasn't in the booth and somebody, like for instance, I mean, I'm, this is not a bag on Clayton, but Clayton runs the truggy races for me while I'm, while I'm pitting Emerson. If that had happened during one of his lower mains while I was pitting, you know, Clayton wouldn't know what to do. So yep. I just, I just feel oh, like yeah. it's not appropriate for me to, uh, to do that. If I get to go travel, like Emerson wants to go to a, a big nitro race sometime, you know, then I have an e-buggy back here specifically for me that I'll race. Just, yeah. just because I, mm-hmm. because then I don't have to worry about it. But at our specific races, nah, I have no ambition to, anyways. If I have a mini truggy next year, which I probably will, uh, I, I might race mini truggy. That'll be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then I think on a different one, I can't find it right now, but Joe Zier Jr. had just mentioned that, you know, if we were going to cancel or postpone, not cancel, but postpone the uh, April race you know, mm-hmm. the, the Hobbyplex spring champs that we want to get there. He said by April 10th so that he can cancel his Airbnb, <laughs> but sure. But well, I mean, obvi- I mean that's a, well, and yeah, obviously and we're gonna, he's probably not the only one that has. Yeah. Obviously we're going to do it as early as possible. If, if it comes to that, I hope it doesn't. I have no idea what to think, honestly. Like it's just, it, it's been so, it, it, it's like, it just gets worse every day. There's no way to predict anything. And I've kind of stopped I, uh, paying attention to a lot of the news though. And I, yeah, I don't I, believe anything I on the Facebook know. feed. I don't know about you, but everything on Facebook is bull crap. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's only so many ads for Alex Jones toothpaste you can see. So, without, <laughs> <laughs> you know, without thinking that or without like getting, believing all the hype, I don't know what to think. I thought it was kind of a, a thing that was blown way out of proportion, but I really don't think it is anymore. Like I'm not blowing our proportion, but, or not a big deal. I think it's a big deal, but I think it's actually a big deal. I don't know. I guess I'll just do my due diligence and keep, just keep coming home all the time. Like I'm just at home. Most of the time anyway. So. Yeah. Well, the Plex is staying open. I mean, there, there's, there's no yeah. reason for us to close unless we're specifically told to, I, I hope it doesn't come to anything like that. That would be to me. I've talked about this with my wife a little bit. That would be freaking scary if businesses were forced to shut down by the government i don't i don't see that happening because i think it's i think it's kind of your right to stay open right and it's other people's rights to to, if they want to uh, brave the elements and not come then don't come you know i don't think anybody should be able to tell you you have to close your doors because of this thing but but they're already they're already doing that to restaurants 
like New York and Pennsylvania. Yep, I know. Today, they already started doing that. To me, yeah. that's bonkers. Chick-fil-A closed their dining rooms yeah, today. Yeah, I saw that. Across the country, all their all the Chick-fil-A, you got to you gotta go through the drive-thru, eat at home. Yeah. I, I hope, what I hope is that we're, we're staying open. We have no, we have no plans to close. We don't, you know, we've, we've talked about, uh, the only thing we've talked about are the events to postpone, but actually closing the Hobbyplex would be devastating. So we're not going to do that. Right. We've stocked up on stuff right in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we had all those big orders a week and a week or two ago. So we actually have quite a bit of mm-hmm. stuff. It doesn't look like a lot of the supply chains are being disrupted as far as what the distributors have in stock and getting it to us. Cause we're still getting orders just like we always do. So for us, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not like business as usual, but, but we are just going to be open and there for people to come in and get their hobby fix while this blows over. You know, th- that's the nice thing about being quarantined. I guess if you could just work on your RC car stuff or play with your RC car in your yard on your own time. One of the reasons why this hobby was so attractive to me when I was younger was because I pretty much didn't like anybody. <laughs> and so I was able to do this on my own and not have to have any weird social reactions with people. And yeah, you can do that now, you know? And now look at you. You still don't yeah. like anybody. No, I don't. I don't like anybody, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at least I can fake it. I mean, that's why, that's one reason why I got an RC. I, I didn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. Still don't, I guess I don't, I don't know. Maybe everybody thinks they're my friend you know? <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, but no, I was always just at home by myself doing RC or go-karts or, you know, whatever. Like I was always working on stuff that I like. So. Yeah. This hobby, you can choose to be social or you can choose to not. It's, it's, it's not something that's a necessity to be, to be around a bunch of people. Like, like, you know, you can't, you know, like basketball, basketball can only be so fun by yourself for so long before you need to go find a pickup game or something, you know, whereas RC, I don't know. I play horse. Yeah. Anyways, um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a social butterfly now. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I was just trying to make jokes. No, it's you, good. You guys are my friends. I'm friends with people. Yeah, we're like, friends with, I'm friendly with people too. Even, even if I don't look like it sometimes, I'm still friendly. All right. Well, yeah, that's, whatever. that's like an hour and 10 minutes. I can't believe we actually filled up this much time. I did, I was not prepared for the show at all. I had no outline, no nothing. I was just like, all right, coronavirus techno series. That's it. And questions. Yeah, me too. Oh, geez. We got to do our sponsor. Yeah, sponsor. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. Man, I'm so terrible do about that. Do we have an audio clip? We don't. We don't yet. That's coming. I think it's, is it next Monday that we're. It's always coming. No. It's always the next week. No, next week, <laughs> next week we're having a, we're having a session with, with our pivot lending sponsor, uh, where we're going to record for like an hour and then they're going to be able to insert these little tidbits into the show. But until then, we just yeah. got to wing it. So, Does uh, uh, Aiden Olsen's dad like my commercials? I don't know. I haven't talked to him Does about it yet. I tried to talk to him last last oh, week. He was God. at the track, but he seemed kind of busy. So, oh, I can't wait till we see him. And he's like, I, I hate your commercials, Will. Quit <laughs> doing that to my business. <laughs> Dude, I heard, are you looking for a house again? Yeah, I've been living in uh, this cardboard box in a tiny home uh, behind this guy's house it's actually just a tent but i mean you know somewhere i could get a loan for a house yeah dude uh i got i got this really good lead on this place called pivotlending.com and they have uh super low interest rates right now in fact with all the corona craziness i i guess the feds dropped the interest rate to like nothing like now would be a great time to buy a house yeah i've been kind of holding out in my tent behind this guy's house uh, for were, some kind of you, uh, national tragedy to happen. <laughs> exactly. Were you holding out for the apocalypse, Will? The interest rates would yeah, be awesome while know, that's going on. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. Uh, I heard that guy's Aiden Olsen's dad, and that's like the only thing you ever really call him is Aiden Olsen's dad. Yeah, I think... I think you should just uh, get on the website, find the phone number, call him up and be like, hey, is Aiden Olsen's dad there? They'll know exactly yeah. who you're talking about. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. And he'll get uh, you a super low rate on the cold. house that you choose. That'd be sweet. I'd, man, running water and electricity would be great. This uh, this extension cord that I've been living off of. I have a, I have a question uh, about your tiny battered. home. I have, I have a question about your tiny yeah. home. Do you have Do you have toilet huh? paper in your tiny home? No, we don't. We don't have uh, toilet paper yet. Oh. Uh, there's a bunch of looters that came and stole it all. I had Dang a it. stockpile. Oh man. 
Yeah. I feel so sorry so I for a, you. I had a room. I had a tent leak and it all dissolved. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another reason why you need to go to pivot, pivot lending and, uh, and get yourself, uh, yeah. give yourself a, a, a mortgage through them. So there you go. Yeah. Four, four walls and a roof is tempting. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that was a, that was a disaster. No, it wasn't. Yeah, was, mine are better. Yeah, I'll, was, I'll come up with one. All right. <laughs> all right well, uh, what do you think? That's uh, that's about it, isn't it? Well, uh, yeah, it's probably a wrap. I to say so myself. We'll see what. I don't uh, know. How's this? Uh, what'd you say? How's the screen working for you? How's the? Yeah, I think I, it's fine. I need to like have a. Yeah, I need to have a better mount for my phone. Yeah. So I don't look like. Oh, this that, that angle. All the time. For the listeners out there, you can go to uh, the Hobbyplex show on YouTube and you can catch my uh, Hobbyplex After Hours live stream on Thursdays. But we're also going to try to stream this show in its raw form with with our faces on there. So we'll see if it works. If if it doesn't, we'll try again later. But uh, that yeah, should be pretty we'll fun. Yeah, we keep trying. You know, we're, we're a couple of hard triers. We may not ever get it done, but we'll try. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll catch you Saturday if you're there. Yeah. I'll, I don't know. I'm going to try to be there uh, for racing. Um, I'll, I'll see what, what the wife thinks, whether or not I should be quarantined or not. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's, like, it's just like day by day. Like you never know. Like they could say, all right, no more than two people in an enclosed area at a certain time. Yeah. You know, exactly. you know. yeah. Be safe. And, uh, I'll see you when I see you. All right, keep it real, homie. Yep. See you on the flip flop.